Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we'll be talking to the creators of Lucky Monkey NFT, where we'll be diving into what it takes to create your own NFT project and the difficulties behind it. So sit back and chill while we explore the NFT world together. We got a pretty unique episode today. I'm going to be interviewing a project that is doing things a little differently than everyone else in the NFT world. As always, if you are thinking about minting a project, it is your duty to do your research. Make sure that this project is right for you. We're going to be talking to these guys about the difficulties of starting a project, kind of what it takes to create a project until mint, and what it takes to maintain one after mint. Now, you're going to be hearing words like doxed, which means basically to not be anonymous in the space, put your information out there, put who you are out there. You'll also hear words like Discord, which is a chat app where your community goes to interact. I touch on the Ethereum updates that are coming, which I advise everyone to check out for yourself and come up with your own opinion because you're going to hear things that are biased coming to try and hurt the NFT space or certain cryptocurrencies. So you should always do your own research on all of this. should be a great episode, so I hope you enjoy. All right, we're back. I have with me Lucky Monkey NFT. Hi, uh, my name is Joshua. I'm a co-founder of this project. And uh, my name is Albert. I'm also a co-founder of this project. Could you guys give us like a little bit of a background? We'll have Joshua go first. I'm 19. Um, I'm a sophomore in college. I go to NJIT. I've always been interested in tech and business. So I found NFTs to be like a cool blend of that. And uh, it really fit my style. And I also do like art and have some friends that are into graphic design. So I thought NFTs is like a cool space to get into. For sure. Albert? Got into NFTs. From there, I saw a lot of projects. I saw kind of what they did to fail, what they did to succeed. And then I realized, you know, I could also make a project. So I found Josh and I said, we should try to make one together because we came up with some cool concepts that we're going to share later that were simple. Just wanted to create something cool. Instead of just flipping NFTs, I thought it would be more satisfying to actually work on creating something and building a community. Yeah, definitely. The community aspect of NFTs is extremely important to a project's success. You know, building that community from the ground up, maintaining that community is what is going to help you succeed, especially if you have future plans. You know, because the community is what is going to go out there and be active for you, especially on Twitter, can create that FOMO, create people wanting to be involved. So that's that's definitely a huge portion of it. And it's good you guys understand that. How long have you both been into NFTs, even if it's just as like trading and, and buying and selling? Oh, so we've been into NFTs for about like six months now. Albert actually told me about NFTs and flipping. Very cool. I've taken a look at your Twitter. I saw you guys did a giveaway on video. You know, you had this the wheel and you picked the winner, Josh, maybe? Uh, if it was the one with me in the red sweater, then it was me. 
that was very interesting to me. A lot of people, especially when projects are just starting out, they try and stay anonymous. You guys are kind of going out into the open, uh, sort of doxing yourselves early, which to me is kind of in this market right now where it's saturated. You know, it's very difficult for a project to succeed. You guys are going the non-anonymous route and it's kind of building some trust. You guys want to speak on like your decision on that? Oh, we're just about like accountability and authenticity. We really want people to like hold us accountable. And we also wanted to show people that we're different and that they could actually trust us in putting like their money in us. Yeah, we thought that doxing ourselves would be like the most genuine way to show people that like we actually care and we're like actually trying to make something real. Yeah, I think that's huge. You know, I do a lot of Twitter spaces. I'm involved panelists on uh, some shows. What I gather from people in there and the listeners and the people that come up and speak, they want to know who's in the project. Like there's so much due diligence and research being being done when people buy into a project, especially if they want to buy into the community, benefit from being a holder in that project. And what I'm hearing is, is they want to know who the team is. You know, they want want to hear from the team. They want to see the team. They want to know all about the team. So the, the fact that you guys are doing that is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, we just want to be as transparent as possible. So let, let's get into the project. How many NFTs are in your initial drop? So far, initial collection, we decided to stick to 624 NFTs. Oh, really? You guys are going under a thousand. Can we explain on Vardio really quickly? Yeah, definitely. So we decided to do something different. Most people decided to drop 10,000 NFTs at one time. What I've noticed is being in the NFT space, there's one number one detrimental issue to NFTs, and that's what now? Our idea was this create something that's long lasting, not just one collection. Let's just split our NFT into multiple collections based off of one theme. Our theme is this like advanced monkey society. Uh, these are origin drops. So these are just meant to be general. But from then we're going to have base monkeys, business monkeys, stone monkeys, um, etc, etc. We're going to have a lot more. So every month we're going to drop a small amount of NFTs, always under 300. So it's kind of like, here's a cool take on this one design. And plus we're going to throw in different characters. That's in extremely interesting. Okay, 620 NFTs is going to be your initial drop. So you're kind of combining the one-in-one sort of small batch art NFTs into the PFP realm. You know, there's going to be some issues because you're 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 more relying on people, especially the community. You're going to need to build a strong community. You're relying on people to remint each time to provide liquidity for your project instead of more or less secondary market flipping. Um, if you don't mind me speaking on that for one second. Sure. We came up with two really cool ideas on how we will help maintain that do you mind if i get into that really quickly yeah please number one one of our major goals is redistribution we just want the members to know that the money you put in a big part will come back to you let me explain how you know running nft is not cheap we're taking 25 percent of all revenue and all aftermarket and we're dividing it to redistribute back to the community the rest of the money will be used to pay for staff and whatnot because that that's a whole separate money but for this 25 percent for the sales revenue from all collections 12.5 will go into our central land integration and the other 12.5% is going to go into community fund. Basically, we're going to allow you to create a proposal. We decided to stay away from the DAO route because of the legal implications, but we're going to have a community voting route where a community member can propose an idea and if his or her idea reaches a certain amount of votes, then it can get up to be voted on all the people. For our first four collections, 
This is going to total to 1,372 NFTs. For our Decentraland purchases, we're going to split the ownership of the Decentraland between every single holder. That's very interesting stuff. So it's kind of a town hall aspect. You guys are kind of creating like a, a democracy like inside of your community. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah, I would stay away from the DAO aspect. That could be just a buzzword. But yeah, I tell you what, um, this sounds extremely interesting. How many people do you have in your Discord? Currently, we have around 715 members. All right. I mean, you guys are off to a good start. You know, you're not dropping a massive collection. Definitely have room to get this out there, get the project sold. And I mean, even if you don't sell out, sometimes if you don't sell out in the first day, people will start to lose their mind. You guys have a unique idea here. And I think I gather where you guys are going. You know, you have the community going. I think you guys are off to the right start. I think you have less of a hill to climb because the initial collection is a lot less than most projects. So that's good. You guys have a drop date in mind. Yes, our pre-sale will be on the 24th of January and our public sale is on the 27th. And on one note, uh, we're, we're pairing up with the Golden X team. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're like pioneering really like low gas to no gas contract with their um, minting solution. Okay, so what, what blockchain is your collection going to be on? It's going to be on Ethereum. Definitely a good plan for you guys. Ethereum, I believe, is king. There's a lot of NFTs that have gone to other blockchains to try and be the alternative. You know, with all the updates that are coming for Ethereum, you know, switching from proof of work to proof of stake, it's going to change the game. You know, once Ethereum gets their gas fees down to, you know, let's say AVAX levels to where it's like four to 10 bucks, they have the transactions sped up. They bring their energy usage down, I believe, is the number is 99 point some percent. What is going to be the need for these alternative chains? You know, what we're seeing right now with the huge gas fees, Ethereum NFTs still did about $6 billion within the first week of January. And that's with super high gas fees. So that should tell you, if you're going to make an NFT, you should do it on the Ethereum blockchain. The first updates are coming within the first four months of the quarter here. When they, and they're supposed to be switching over to proof of stake then. So when that happens, you know, these the Solana NFTs and these other NFTs, they're going to be, you know, I, I don't want to say obsolete. I hate talking like that about areas of the uh, NFT world, but... I don't see their relevancy after that happens. What's the mint price for you guys? Our mint price is going to be 0 0.065. Okay, 0 0.065. How big is the whitelist on a 620-piece collection? 360 members. So we came up with the one idea of we really wanted to always have the whitelist be just a little bit larger than the main collection because uh, gas wars. Yeah, that, I like that um, because your community is the most important part. So and being an active community member, those are your best holders. Those are your most important holders. Community members that are active in your Discord and are active on Twitter are essential to a project's success and being able to maintain. What are the biggest challenges you guys have faced in starting your own project? So the biggest challenge, I guess, would be marketing. You know, it's not easy to create like such a large community uh, that like are really invested in the project. But as time went on, we just continue to get better. Now, there's projects that take the route of, you know, who have crazy art, have a lot of money, you know, who build a lot of hype, have a lot of influencers. That's a really rare percentage. You know, it's under 10% of projects. So for like the other, like majority, 90%, making NFT project is a really, really, really hard road. As long as you keep your head up, 
you'll be good. But just know that it's not easy for anyone trying to make a project. We personally put 10 to 12 hours a day. We sleep late. We don't we don't eat right. We, we really like force ourselves to make this. So for anyone making a project in the future, it's a really rewarding path. You really need to ask yourself, why are you doing this? And if you really believe in the concept, then you'll succeed in it. Sorry, <laughs> no, I like that. You basically stole my line. So, because <laughs> I'm involved with Project Base Fish Mafia. I'm telling you, some people don't understand the work it takes to build a project, to maintain a project after. I mean, it is literally a 24-hour job, 365 days a year, day and night, because you're going to have holders from all over the world. Not everybody understands that. And that's why you see sometimes these projects that drop and then they sell out, you know, they rug. The amount of work that goes into creating a project is incredible. It's constant. Like you said, my, my sleep schedule is ridiculous. <laughs> Literally, I'll doze off for a couple hours at a time just to catch some sleep when I can. But it's constant. It's good you guys understand that and you want to tell the public about it because I think the more that people understand that, the better. And we'll have more quality than quantity in this space. And that's where it's gone the, these past couple months in the market we're in right now. Sure, there's a lot of people buying NFTs, but they're not buying everyone's NFTs. People who aren't full heart in it and didn't know what they were getting into are getting weeded out. And I think that's a good thing, the cycle we're in. The oversaturation has led us to this point, and I think the market will work itself out. You said the biggest issue was marketing, and I think people don't understand the disconnect from Web 2 to Web 3, how you have to market in the NFT space, onboarding people into your project with how oversaturated the market is. Could you speak to just what you guys have been doing? Yeah, so so far we've just been in um, Twitter spaces and we've also been trying to post as much content on Twitter as possible. Uh, we do have other social media, but we've really been focusing on Twitter because we feel that it's a pivotal point for um, all NFTs. This past week, we've just been joining in as many Twitter spaces as we can, uh, just trying to get our project out there, propose, receive any feedback. And the feedback also helps a lot. And because our project is quite new, we can still adjust. So yeah, it's really a lot of information and way more than that. I, I think everyone needs to learn that they have leverage. Twitter spaces are essential peer-to-peer -peer building relationships. It's a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff to get people into your project. And I think you guys are doing it the right way for sure. Um, the launch of this website is not going to be in time for your launch, but there is another great site that's coming out. It's called Wendrop, W-E-N-D-R-O-P. So that's fantastic information you guys have provided to the listeners, you know, sharing your information is critical in this space. You know, we have to bring in new people into the NFT world, not just project creators, but new new community members. So as ambassadors of the NFT community, which is what we are, people who've been in this community since, you know, like you guys said, six months, I've, I've been in since March, people who are involved with projects, we need to be able to share our knowledge, bring new people in, you know, want people to ask questions and educate the public on what we have going on. That's the only way this space grows and continues to survive is constant growth. We have to kind of knock these barriers down and bring people in and educate people on what we have going on and 
And I think you guys are definitely, you know, for that. Money is not going to win the day. A lot of the marketing and grind work in building your community is doing it yourself, putting in the time. Because I leave my DMs open, you know, I want to be able to talk to community. You know, I don't think you should close your DMs or cancel all that out. You know, you shouldn't give up freedom for temporary security. It's a Ben Franklin quote. I'm probably butchering it. You know, I believe in leaving the DMs open and just being mindful of what, of who is messaging you, you know, anybody messaging you talking about marketing or they can do something for your project, but they want money in return is probably not in your best interest. So if you guys have anything else you want to add real quickly, throw out your Twitter accounts and where they can find you and we'll close out the show. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to thank you for giving us this platform uh, because like we've reached out to like a lot of influencers and like even podcasters. Some of them like just wouldn't give us a chance simply because like we're like new or our following isn't big enough. So I really appreciate you like a smaller NFT a chance because i really believe that we have some promise um for the twitter it's l-u-c-k-e-m-o-n-k-e so that's a lucky monkey um you know however you want to say lucky monkey lucky monkey whatever you want to say it and you want to keep up with us you know we host giveaways before drops and also we're gonna have a ledger giveaway soon we have nft giveaways thank you very much for listening yeah i appreciate you guys coming on and that wraps up the show I want to thank my guests Joshua and Albert from Lucky Monkey NFT. Don't forget to come back next week when I interview Heather Parody from NFT for Newbies podcast. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast.